First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. And I think we have a pretty good idea of what will be in the throne speech. But nonetheless, it will be historic for a couple of different reasons. So we're going to chat now with Amanda Connolly, who is a national online journalist with Global News and gets some idea of what we can expect to see today. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, before we get to the throne speech, let's talk about what happened yesterday. We have a speaker now, right? They, they managed to accomplish that yesterday, correct? Yes, they did manage to get a speaker elected. It took a little while, of course, tallying up all of those ballots from the MPs who were back in the House of Commons for the first time in quite a while here. Uh, but, of course, Northern Ontario Liberal MP Anthony Rhoda has been re-elected for a second term as speaker. And again, he, he gets a number of uh, number of perks that go along with that job, but again, really uh, seemed to, to have the broad support from MPs there, uh, saying that many he had spoken to called him fair, called him reasonable. Uh, and that really is the job of, of a speaker. That That is, is their role, to, to be that kind of impartial referee in the House of Commons. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, part of the reason to have a speaker installed is so you can start having some votes. And one of the votes that they need to discuss, of course, is whether or not the MPs will be attending in person. Is that Did they deal with that at all yesterday, or has that been pushed back to after the throne speech? When do we expect to find out exactly how the House of Commons is going to look this time? That will be coming up later this week. Again, okay. we have a number of things they have to sort through, likely starting uh, likely starting in force on Wednesday. But again, as you mentioned there, uh, the question here really is whether they're going to have a hybrid sitting, right. uh, continue to allow for, for virtual participation in the House of Commons. And the idea here, again, is that this was put in place, uh, really an unprecedented move during the pandemic. And the, the concern here is that they want to keep this in place, both for MPs who um, perhaps have a medical exemption for being vaccinated, so that they are still able to to participate in the House because, of course, they cannot be physically in the House itself or in the precinct at all um, because of the new vaccine mandates that are in place for everyone working mm-hmm. on Parliament Hill right now. Um, but again, also as part of this, this um, this has been a conversation for for a number of years now about how do we how do we make Parliament Hill more accessible to people who, um, you know, it, it can be a very challenging environment, a very family unfriendly environment, and so a lot of conversations taking place here about adapting some of these kind of best practices uh, into the future. Um, Now, the throne speech, a little over an hour from now, and uh, despite even what's in the throne speech, it will be historic uh, because of Mary Simon. Um, She'll be the one delivering the throne speech, which marks a first in Canadian history. Yes, this will certainly be very exciting. And again, uh, Mary Simon, uh, the first Indigenous person to hold the office of Governor General. Uh, she is Inuk uh, from a community in northeastern Quebec. And really, I think what we've seen so far from her in the past is really a focus on uh, incorporating Indigenous uh, traditions and ceremonies into kind of the broader ceremonies that we've seen taking that, that are so kind of intrinsic to the way that the Canadian parliamentary system works. And so certainly looking for continuation of that, likely an emphasis from her, um, as well in any comments that she, brief comments that she might make herself about, again, the the need for, for continued work on reconciliation. And really, that will be a big focus for the yeah. government, too. We know that this is going to be going to be a big part of their throne speech. It was a big part of their platform and their budget back in April. So, um, again, one of a number of issues that we're, we seem certainly very likely to hear more about. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. 
and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, and the throne speech, as you say, will outline exactly what they're hoping to get done in this first session. And we know they have four priorities that they're talking about already is trying to get done before Christmas. Uh, Do we know exactly what they're focused on? We do, yeah. So again, uh, the best way I think of the throne speech here really is kind of like a vision document. It's right. that big kind of ambitious roadmap for the government and how they see them, themselves going. But we got a little bit more detail yesterday from the new uh, Liberal House leader. This is uh, Mark Holland, who, of course, is kind of in charge of laying out the government agenda in the House, working with the parties to get stuff done and really prioritizing those agendas. He had four key items that he says the government is hoping that they can get done by Christmas. That is uh, legislation on continued spending for COVID-19 economic support. So things like authorizing the benefits have already been announced and that are going to be transitioning over the coming months here. Also a promised bill to ban protests outside of hospitals. That was a big one for the government uh, over the course of the election with those protests that we did Mm -hmm. see. Also a uh, mandating attending sick leave plan for all workers in federally regulated workplaces. Big policy item here. Again, a very narrow number of actual workers, but uh, it, it, it is kind of the few ones that the government has direct control over. And so certainly they, they are keen to move on that. And also a bill banning conversion therapy. That was a big issue for them in the election that they did not get done before calling that election. So really getting that done, getting that done quickly and, and I think um, showing a clear commitment to that after they took some heat for calling the election over the summer without getting that that uh, promised ban on conversion therapy done. So that's the priorities, and they've got uh, less than a month to get that accomplished, which is pretty ambitious. But like you say, the throne speech, don't look for a lot of specifics, right, Amanda? This is pretty broad brushstrokes, plans, but they don't really get into the details. I mean, going into these four bills in specifics is more detail than we typically see in a throne speech. Yeah, so there, there really won't be specifics about those four pieces yeah. of, of legislation there. What, what we will see, though, in the throne speech and what we do typically see in others, again, is kind of um, this is a chance for the government to really re-up and reaffirm a lot of the key commitments that they, made dur- that they made during the federal election campaign, during the April budget again. So we'll really see them highlighting things, I think, themes like affordability, their, their plans to uh, deal with the cost of housing and the, the rising cost of living for Canadians uh, kind of writ large. Also, um, commitments to the kind of green green recovery here again looking at clean tech and, and the environment and climate change particularly in, in light of some of the devastation that we've seen in the western parts of the country over the last couple of years and so um, certainly focusing there focusing on the the what we all hope really is the end game for COVID-19 right the the kind of yeah. uncertainty here of the coming months and into the spring as well looking ahead so really kind of that broad vision for um, where they see the country going. We'll likely hear about child care as well. Of course, Alberta just signed their deal with the federal government and, and the vision for getting that deal done um, reaffirmed in the throne speech as well. All right, Amanda, we look forward to it. Thanks so much for setting the stage for us. Appreciate your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You bet. That's Amanda Connolly, who is a national online journalist with Global News, sort of telling us what we can expect to see uh, in the throne speech.